Please support The Bar by like, subscribe, and sharing my casts. Follow my social media at Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Parlor, BitChute, YouTube, DLive, Twitch, CloutHub, and Rumble. Or join my subscribe star. Make a donation by clicking on the links on the description box. I am a listener-supported show, so any of the above is greatly appreciated. Help me grow and spread the truth since the mainstream media obviously does not want to support truth. All links are listed on the description box. God bless you and enjoy. Welcome to the Speak Uneasy, a safe space where cancel culture does not exist because we are in a different prohibition era. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Speak Uneasy with me, the bartender. So tonight's random read is going to come off the book of Numbers, chapter 25, verse 4 through 9. God's wrath and plague. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people, and hang them up before the Lord against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye every one his men that were joined unto Baal Peror. And behold, one of the children of Israel came <clears throat> and brought unto his brethren a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all, con- of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron on the priest, saw it, he rose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel, and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel, and those that died in the plague were twenty and four thousand. Once again, that random read came from chapter, the book of Numbers, chapter 25, verse 4 through verse 9, God's wrath and plague. Now, uh, my interpretation, this is going to be kind of difficult for me. You know, for the past few ones, I've been lucky to get something that doesn't necessarily need, that doesn't need any translation for me to figure out what I think of it, at least what it means to me or how it applies to me. Um, Everybody has different interpretations of what the Lord is saying here to us. Okay. Now, my understanding with this particular story is that <clears throat> I guess before, um, after Moses saved the people from Egypt and 
took him to Mount Sinai to uh, to receive the Ten Commandments. The people were were waiting for Moses, and while Moses was getting the Ten Commandments from the Lord, the people grew weary and they started worshiping a cow called Baal, a golden calf. I should I should say. So, and I'm going through I'm going through memory on this one because I'm I'm horrible when it comes to um, interpretation of of and and I'm also horrible in reading, keeping up to date with scripture. I'm I'm also horrible in interpretation here. So I'm trying to I'm trying to interpret the best I can. So please bear with me. Um. So being that God is a very, you know, he's a jealous God. He doesn't, he doesn't want us veering off to worshiping other things. So he wanted to punish those people who forgotten, who forgotten about God because God was the one who saved them from Egypt. Moses was just the person being used by God to lead him out of Egypt. So, here's my interpretation. So, you have people like myself out there trying to talk to, you know, just your normal, your average person out there and trying to wake them up. Um, and it's up to them. It really is up to them whether or not they want to heed what kind of information we have or things of that matter. I'll give a good example about this. Um, a good example that I can kind of mirror this off of is um, the pandemic right now, right? The vaccines, right? So I've done my due diligence as far as researching uh, the potential causes the vaccines have on people. Because it's not fully tested, and already we've seen fatalities from people who got vaccinated. And I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing on this because I don't have the statistics in front of me. But I think I've heard of I've heard of people dying or getting injured or feeling very sick more than I have heard of people actually dying from COVID, right? That's just me. Um, like I said, I don't have statistics. It's just just my opinion from what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm going by my ears from what I hear, from what I read. Um, sure, the numbers can be big, but then again, the numbers of death because of that because of Charlie Victor, right, was because most of them came from nursing homes. Uh, we, we have the, the five governors to thank for that. And I don't need to explain who the five governors are. It's pretty, it's out there who they are. Okay. Uh, it's the two in particular from East to the wet, to the left, <laughs> from the East to the left. That's, um, th- those two governors in particular. So, where am I going with this? Where I'm going with this is 
people like myself who try to educate people who are just your average people. We try to tell them that before you start doing, taking this vaccine or whatever, you might want to do your research first, right? When people don't heed warnings like that, they get affected by the side effect, whether they become like more sick or they be, they have some kind of, um, they get sick to the point where they're permanently damaged or even death. So that's, that's the closest interpretation that I can figure out as far as what this Bible read means to me or what God is telling me through, through this. And especially in a time that we're living right now, you have to get the information, get the facts. You have to get the facts before you do anything drastic to yourself. Okay. Because honestly, population control is in the agenda of those who quote are in power of the world, who run the world, right? Population control, transhumanism. Okay. Um, they want to transform people. They want to lessen the population. They want to get rid of good people. They don't want people who are, who, who go against the grain. They don't want that. They want obedient people. They want people who won't, they want yes people. Okay. Kind of like my job. I've noticed that, uh, I've noticed with new employees that come in, they seem to be yes people with no brain in their head. They're a bunch of drones. <laughs> and I'm sorry to say that. I really am. But it's 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 something that I've noticed lately. So that's my interpretation for tonight's Bible um, random read. Now, tonight, I am not drinking a cocktail. My liver needs a break. My liver needs a break. I am an older person. So, I mean, when I say old, I'm probably older than, uh, 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 I would say I'm probably older than a lot of people that listen to this podcast. Um, I am in my 40s. So, I cannot drink the same way I used to when I was in my 20s. So I have to give myself a break. So tonight, instead of having a cocktail, what I have with me is a hot green tea. So for tonight's drink, (laughs) and I need the break, my liver does, it's going to be the Japanese green tea. Kanpai. And welcome to the show. So uh, today we have a couple of uh, articles that I'm going to go ahead and review Um, these both have to do with free speech, which is slowly disappearing. Actually, it's not even slowly disappearing. It's disappearing quite fast, to be honest. Um, I have to give that a second take on my brain, uh, because the cancel culture that's been going on. But anyways, the first article I have here is by the Gateway Pundit. And this one was written by Joe Hoft. Uh, which was written on March 11th of this year. 
So the title reads, Exclusive Dr. Erwin W. Lutzer. Is free speech important? Free speech laws in Western nations have supported Christians in spreading the gospel throughout the world. Free speech is a special gift that is underappreciated by all of us. But historically, for most of 2,000 years, the church has had to survive without freedom of speech. Oppositions to free speech began early in the history of the church. Shortly after the church was birthed, to preach in the name of Jesus was considered forbidden speech. It was hate speech that carried the penalty of imprisonment and sometimes even death. And the funny thing is, it is slowly coming to a full circle and we're probably going to, it's probably going to come back to that again. Take time to reread Acts 4. Peter and John performed a miracle in the name of Jesus, but authorities were not pleased. For this, the two were arrested. When asked to defend themselves, Peter boldly uh, proclaimed that the miracle was performed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4, Acts uh, chapter 4, verse 10 and 12. No political correctness here. By your agreement... You let Jesus be crucified, and if you don't believe in him, you have no salvation. When Peter and John were threatened and warned to no longer speak in the name of Jesus, they answered, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Verses 9 through tw- uh, 19 through 20. Take it or leave it. Your threats will not keep us from preaching the gospel. Man, you want to talk about having like courage? That must have taken some courage back then to even say things like that. I really commend the apostles, man. They went through so much after Jesus' death. Man, oh, gosh. True, true patriots, true warriors. The martyrs before us have shown that it is not mer- necessary to have free speech in order to be faithful. Richard Wormbrand, in Tortured for Christ, wrote about parents who thought, who taught, I'm sorry, who taught their children the Christian faith. If it was discovered that they taught their children about Christ, Their children were taken away from them for life with no visitation rights. Wow, it's very, very eye-opening, isn't it? Of course, our speech must be with grace, seasoned with salt. Free speech does not mean that we speak judgmentally to our nation as if we are free from our own weaknesses and sins. We give reason for the hope within us with respect, meekness, and fear. See Peter um, chapter 3, verse 15. One of my heroes in the 16th century, reformer Hugh Latimer, was asked to preach in front of King Henry VIII. He struggled with exactly what to say. You'll recall that 
Henry had the reputation of chopping off heads of his enemies, including two of his wives. These royal people are very crazy, to be honest. It doesn't matter if it was back then or now. As it turned out, Latimer boldly declared God's word. And although Henry spared his life, Henry's daughter, Queen Mary, Bloody Mary, had him burned at the stake in Oxford. As he was dying amid the flames, he called out to Bishop Ridley, who was also co-signed to the flames with him and is quoted as saying, Master Ridley, play the man. We shall this day light such a candle by God's grace in England as I trust shall never be put out. The secret of boldness? Fear God more than the flames. Fear him more than your reputation. Let us be done with faint-hearted, tepid leadership. Ours is the day to play the man with bold, uncompromising truth and love, risking it all for God. Uh, Yeah, there's something I want to say, but I'll finish this article first. We can expect views that differ from those of the thought police will be boycotted, shamed, and outed. But we will not be silenced. We will endure the shame, the ridicule, and the penalties. We will be heard, and we pray that the church will speak with one voice. Dr. Erwin W. Lutzer is pastor emeritus of the Moody Church, where he served as the senior pastor for 36 years. He is an award-winning author, well as featured speaker on three radio programs heard on more than 750 national and international outlets. Okay. All right. So that was the first article. Man, what a well-written article. And it really says a lot about where we're at right now. And especially where I have grown to, uh, especially to the, the, I've grown to the side that, I've, that, that I am in right now. And believe me, and I've, I've mentioned this multiple times in other casts, that <clears throat> my search for the truth was the wrong search and when i finally did find the truth it's 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 a very very it's a very hard and lonesome road to walk it really is because there are multiple reasons why it is and let me explain this because sometimes when i when i talked with people um and i mention when i even mention having a relationship with god they give me this look of of you're crazy. Um and when I when I notice looks like that, I just kind of I just kind of fade the conversation away subtly where I don't want to even talk to that person anymore. Because I already know that when I don't get a receptive response to me even mentioning God, then it's you know, it I'm wasting my time. <clears throat> and honestly, it, I shouldn't be doing that, but but it's hard to get to people who don't even want to hear it. And honestly, um I can usually pick up on things 
as as far as body language when when I do mention God. You you see the receptiveness uh, in their eyes. You see their body language. You see that they come in more that they want to listen. You know, they want to listen. Or they even start uh, talking about their experiences with, with, uh, with God. And there, are, there have been some people where when I start talking about God, they, they get into it. Like they start sharing their stories about, um, you know, um, how their relationship with God came to be and all this stuff. But, but there are, unfortunately, there are people out there who just don't want to hear about it. And I try to save my breath from it. Um, so anyways, I know I'm veering off of, of what my point is. My point is that my journey and walk with having a relationship with God has kind of secluded me in, in a, in a place where it's, it, it is not popular and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Uh, now looking back, I I wasn't a popular person. Uh, I wasn't a popular kid at all. I didn't have many friends. Um, I I was uh, I was rebellious, um, and I was I wasn't I wasn't like I didn't have a lot of friends. In a nutshell, I didn't have a lot of friends. And now that I'm grown, now that I'm grown, and now I see the position that I'm in. I understand that this is probably the path that I would be walking in and I'm used to having not much people um, as friends. And and the people do, that I do have as friends uh, are very few and are very dear to me and I would do anything for them and they would do anything for me. Um, and I'd rather have it that way. I, I, I don't care about having... Um, I Okay, let me put it this way. Like... For example, in social media, um, let's just use my show for an example. So I'm in, I'm in, I'm in like Gab or Bitchute or Clout Hub or whatever the case may be. I don't have much followers, um, and I know having followership would make this show successful because I'm able to reach out to more people. But since September, I don't have much followership. I don't. But I, I kind of understand that the people that do start following me, there there seems to be some kind of um some kind of uh gen, like a genuine side to them. Like these are the people who are willing to open their ears up to listen to what I've got to say, as opposed to being tagged in with a you know, with a popular crowd. Because so far so far, uh, this is not a popular podcast. It really isn't. Um, but I understand that I'm just starting off too. But the main goal for me here is to spread spread the word of God and get you guys back to God. And yeah, we have a little bit fun mixing cocktails and sharing that aspect of it. But it's it's awakening you people. It's 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 getting you people back to um, God because. Honestly, this this whole thing with what's going on in in this country has become a spirit. It, it it morphed into a spiritual battle. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure this morphed into a spiritual battle a long time ago. But as far as I'm concerned, I only noticed that back in my my awakening with with God, which was 
I want to say 2017-ish, 2016. I'm not sure if it was 2016, 2017, but it was between those two times. Uh, it was between somewhere around there when I found out about the, the whole uh, child trafficking and sacrifice and all that stuff. So this road... And it does have to pertain to free speech because spreading the word of God is something that not many people want to hear. It's not popular at all. It really isn't. People think you're a Jesus freak. They think that you're a Bible thumper. You know what? I really don't care about those name calling stuff. I was told by God to spread the word and I am going to do this. And I don't care what kind of ridicule I get. I've been ridiculed since I was a kid. Does it get difficult at times? Sure it does. I mean, I'm a human being. You know, I'm not, I'm not, um, it's not as if I'm, uh, you know, things don't get to me emotionally sometimes because it, it does. That That's how we are, right? So I'm okay. I'm okay walking this road of what's least popular because, you know, I, I the, the way I look at it is I can, I can put up with my own BS as opposed to putting up with other, other people. I can put up with myself. And this is, this is, I can say to myself that I'm staying true to myself as well. I'm not giving a part of myself to something. Um, when I'm giving up talking about God because my all is in God. But um, yeah, man, this, unfortunately, this is, this is, it's going to get, it's going to get worse. It really is. Um, I don't see, I don't see this getting any easier for people who walk on the path of uh, Christ. It's going to get harder. And you will be tested. You will be tested. But you know what? I I'd be stupid to um to betray Team God. I would be so stupid. And that's just my opinion. Um, you do what you want, but as far as I'm concerned, I am going to walk that path of God. That doesn't mean that I am righteous or anything like that or special because I have faults. I know I have faults. Um, and every day I'm doing something that, that, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's, uh, I'm not abiding by the 10 commandments every day. I'm, I'm always violating something, right? Just, just like when we go out and drive, we're always violating some kind of traffic law, right? So yeah, it's, it's not easy and it's not going to get easier. But the thing is, are, are, you, are you willing to go walk that path? Are you, I mean, how much, how much, uh, how much, what am I trying to say here? Okay. So uh, how, how much can you endure? Do, do you even get mentally and emotionally affected by it? Um, 
I am learning to start not caring about a lot of things, which is why I made the show last episode about letting go of worldly things, because part of the worldly things is caring about what people think about you. Yes, and that is a worldly thing, right? It's your reputation. What's more important, your reputation or your relationship with God? Um, your relationship with God is by far more important. But sometimes you have to give up your reputation. You can't have both sometimes. Um, and that's going to be a very difficult thing to choose. I mean, I am slowly... Eventually, it'll get there where, where where I can just break away. But I am slowly letting go of worldly things. Slowly. I, um, <laughs> I would like to share what that is. But right now is probably not the right time to share what that is. Um, it is a big important part of... I want to say it's it's an essential part of of this world for 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 what what I'm slowly getting slowly letting go of. It's essential. It's very essential. As a matter of fact, it, I wouldn't have a lot of things if it wasn't for this one thing <laughs> in this world that is. And I'm not talking about by God because I honestly think that we are headed in a direction where um what you might think is important won't be important. To be honest, we are heading in a direction of things like that to come. So um, buckle up. Have a, faith, a strong faith in God. Um, because we are heading in times that uh, <laughs> a lot of things that you think are important are not. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but... But this is this is where I'm getting pulled towards. I see it. I see it. And I'm not I'm not making any prophecies or anything like that. I just notice things happening uh in this country. Decisions that are made that it's it's that it's not even gonna matter about certain things in your life that you think is important. You're going to have to take a side. It's going to come to a point where you're going to have to take a side. But I've already t I've already picked my side before that time comes because probably by the time that that time comes it's going to be too late. So great great article, great article. Now we're going to head to another article here. Um and today is going to be a very short show. I, I'm going to be very busy. I'm going to have... Uh, I'm, I'm working on a website being built for for the Speak Uneasy. Um, and hopefully that will reach more people. And I'm also going to try to start selling merchandise on my website. Or have links to a website where you can uh, buy some fine merchandise. I'm in the works of that right now. It's going to be a lot of hard work. But in order for me to do this full time, I have to put in all this work so I can stop traveling back and forth to um, hell to hell and back. And uh, yes, I am referring to California. So anyways, 
the next I'll keep you guys updated about that too as well cuz uh I I am going to have some cool stuff uh to sell as well man I'm, I'm just the theme in itself and the, you know cuz I'm uh, I I the whole prohibition thing it, it really um it it really fascinates me and you know um it was just a I don't know it was just an interesting era um, and a lot of cool things happened uh, during that time. Um, so hopefully, I can sell some cool barware. Um, um, and I'm yeah, it's it's gonna be cool. But I'll keep I'll keep you guys posted on that. So you know, just stay informed in my uh, site whenever you can. All right. So for the next article here, this is gonna be an. Uh, this kind of freaked me out when I saw this article, to be honest. This is from the federal Federalist. Federalist. This was written on March 11th of this year by Jordan Davidson. Title reads, Texas Governor Greg Abbott launches attack against free speech social media platform. And this blew my mind because he just lifted the order for the masks. And now you're, you know, I just, anyways, let me read. Let me read. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, joined by two state legislators, launched an attack against the free speech social media platform Gab on Wednesday, promoting legislation that reportedly fights anti-Semitism in the Lone Star State. Anti-Semitic platforms like Gab have no place in Texas and certainly do not represent Texas values, the Republicans said in a video posted on Twitter on Wednesday. In the clip, Abbott is showing is shown sitting in front of an Israeli flag. What does represent Texas values is legislation like this by Representative King and Representative Goldman that fights anti-Semitism in Texas. It is unclear which legislation about uh, legislation Abbott is facing re re referencing. Jeez, I can't read. While Rep- uh, Representative Craig Goldman recently introduced a bill discussing the Texas Holocaust and Genocide Advisory Committee, the bill does not mention Gab nor anti-Semitism. Gab des- defended itself by directly responding to Abbott's tweet and explaining how it supports the political speech of all Americans. Gab is not an anti-Semitic platform, the social media com- company replied. We protect the political speech of all Americans, regardless of, of viewpoint. Because in this age of cancel culture, nobody else will. That means unpopular viewpoints may be found on the site. Gab's CEO also blasted the governor for targeting the company for no apparent reason. There are many Jewish Gab users and customers whose lawful speech we protect with just as much zeal as we would protect the lawful speech of any person in any faith, of any faith, ethnicity, or creed. Andrew Torba said in a statement topped with the with a header resembling Texas's unofficial but popular "Come and Take It" flag design. I love that flag. This is what America used to be like: a place where the people could speak freely, regardless of their faith, ethnic background, or beliefs. This is America. Gab is fighting to preserve. Apparently, Governor Abbott doesn't agree. So, 
Torba also noted how the governor is sending mixed messages by denouncing Gab, a social media platform dedicated to free speech. Just days after, he announced legislation meant to curb big tech's efforts to censor or deplatform users they disagree with, specifically conservatives. Ooh, what a true statement that one is. The enemies of freedom smear us with every name in the book because they hate America and they hate free speech. It's a shame to see a GOP politician fall for this trap when conservative values are under attack under all over the country, Torba continued. People smear Gab for all kinds of... Let me read that again. People smear Gab for the kinds of people we host. They never smear Gab for the kinds of people we ban. That's because we don't have political tests for our users. Ban decisions are made on an individual basis. Our test for political speech is whether it is legal or not. Pretty simple rule. So that was uh, the article from The Federalist written by Jordan Davidson. And this was uh, written on March 11th. Now, that was a surprise when I saw this article. That really was because Governor Abbott just lifted the order for the masks, right? And this is synonymous to what I think the symbol is for this muzzle. I think the symbol of, I think, uh, this is my opinion, okay? Uh, this is not based on any fact or anything. This is just what I think. I see, I process in my brain, then I say. So, I think there's a symbology for the muzzle that everybody's wearing, right? We notice that free speech is being, being attacked, especially what they said about conservatives speaking. They're really canceling us out. They're canc they've canceled so many conservatives out of Twitter, out of YouTube, out of, you know, all these things, all these platforms. And the way I see it, <laughs> we are forced, well, not forced because we do have a choice, right? They're putting these mandates about wearing these muzzles, which is a sim for me symbolizes shut the F up. That's plain and simple what I see. This is for you to shut your mouth. Um, many of you may have the same um, opinion as I do. Some of you may not. And they're using this pandemic as a means for you know for you to subtly say oh yeah this is gonna you know wearing these muzzles are going to uh save many people and man oh it just these muzzles really really get to me because i see i travel every week i've i've mentioned this multiple times i travel every week and I, it seems like i'm the loner it seems like i'm in this world by myself when everybody in the airport's wearing the stupid muzzle and i choose to just drop it down and walk around with my full face showing knowing that there are cameras out there watching me and possibly people out there whose jobs it is to go out there and force these stupid muzzle laws uh, rules or whatever you call them whatever you call them that's my take on the muzzles it's a means of you to shut the f up because you have no say 
especially if you walk in the path of God and especially if your conser- if your values are conservative shut the f up that's what i that's that's my perception of of what these muzzles are be an obedient slave I was very taken back about that, though. I mean, as far as this article reads, I, I mean, honestly, am, am I living in 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 the last bastion of freedom here, or or, or has this state got, uh, been lost? Because I, this is two mixed messages, you know. This governor, you know, first I'm like, yes, he took it away, and then all of a sudden, what? It's like, what the hell is this? This is counter. This is counter of what he just did. And, you know, free speech is free speech. It, unfortunately, the good speech has to come with the bad speech. but And that's what makes this country wonderful. It doesn't it's not like China. Like if you were to if you were a citizen of China, you said something bad towards about the government. That's your opinion. You would disappear. You would disappear. You would be, quote, re-educated or sent to a, quote, re-education camp. Whatever that means. You know, I've never lived in an era um, as far as, like, um, what what the, the Jewish people went through during World War II and how the whole world built up and came to be where Germany was suddenly, where Hitler was suddenly doing these things for people to to agree with and and finally it's it seems like you know i i've never lived that era but it seems to me that this it's it's coming back again in a more subtle way these globalists have become a lot more subtle which is very dangerous because now they're brainwashing kids oh just the side of the muzzles man it just i i don't know and then when i hear people taking the vaccinations on top of that oh man people are so worried about about what other people think about them we have to let that go we have to you will find a lot more freedom that way when you stop caring about what people thought about you. Oh. I really don't know how to think about all these things because it's this change has just happened so fast. I mean, I changed my mind. I I know what to think of it. This is it's it's bad. You know, um, I, I I hate the fact that a lot of people are not educating them the, themselves to what the true, um, you know, what the, the truth about this whole pandemic, the vaccines and these masks. They're not doing, they're lazy because they're caught up again. It comes back to the worldly things. When you are attached to worldly things, you become ignorant. You become ignorant to what the real truth is. We all have to wake up. What is it going to take 
By the time everybody decides to wake up, it's too late. It's too late. I don't understand. I don't. I seriously don't. I want to believe that our side is the majority. I really do want to believe that. But my eyes tell me another thing. If we were the majority, then why the hell are people still wearing the muzzle outside? Why? Why is it that we have to go inside stores and still wear these muzzles? Why? Why? Honestly, if a bunch of people just went in without these muzzles in their face into these stores, into these airplanes and whatever, how are they going to enforce it? How? You're going to tell everybody, oh, you can't you can't do this, you can't do that, and all of a sudden they don't show up to their stores, they don't get the money from, from people who shop, people who fly. They, We have the power because we have the numbers, right? But I don't know. I don't understand why it is the, the, the vast majority of us still, I don't know. It's like we're, it's like people are brain dead. They can't think for themselves. And, you know, I'm guilty of it too, because I have to fly. I have to, there's no way I'm driving, um, more than 12 hours, uh, from one point to another, just for work. I'm not doing it on a straight drive. Because it's going to take more than 12 hours. It's going to take about a day for me to drive. Because I have to make a lot of stops. I'm older. And I can't do long drives at all. I hate road trips. Um, Especially when there's a time I have to meet to get from point A to B. If I was just driving with no no time um, constraints. Like if I was just you know if i was like example retired and just driving around and that's fine i can do that but if i have to be at a certain place at a certain time that's i can't do that i hate road trips when it comes to that so i don't i don't know what to think about all this i mean i do know what to think but but I, I don't I don't see the vast majority of us are awake. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I really don't. And I'm not trying to put doom and gloom. What I'm what I'm doing is I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you the truth because my eyes see the vast majority of people wearing muzzles. That's what my eyes see. Unless it's all an illusion and um I'm living in a big green screen and these are all fake people around me, then that would be probably a, an explanation why so many quote uh, people uh, people wear the muzzles. But unfortunately, I live in the real world, and I my eyes see what they see. They see a bunch of people with masks on. Even outside, even when they're alone in their car, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But when that time comes where you have to be awake by that time and it's too late, I I I don't know what's going to happen to you people. 
I don't. Let go of worldly things. Let go. Let let him go. That's what's anchoring you down. We all have the potential. We have we all have so much potential, but in order for us to advance as a human race, we have to let go of these things. We do. There's such a more beautiful way to work things out here. There really is. If we all used our t- and I've I know I've I know I I've talked about this before in other in another show, but if we were able to just use the talents that we have in order for us to do things for each other, this would be such a harmonious world. And it sounds kind of hippie esque, it does, but um, I think that's the way. I mean, we shouldn't be paying for things i don't i don't think so i mean we can pay in other ways right i don't know tell me what you think i mean i always drop when my shows come out on uh, social media comment on it let me know give me comments on on uh, bit shoot or um or youtube and let me know i i don't care what you know what I don't care what you have. I mean, if, if if it's negative, I don't care. I will take it to account and and try to and try to equate it in my brain to see if maybe you're right or if I'm wrong or maybe I can learn from something or maybe you can learn from something from me. I don't know, but go ahead. Don't be shy. I mean, go ahead and drop a, a comment or or few. <laughs> so. That's going to be the show for today. It's going to be a short one. I have so many things I have to do. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe doing a shorter show would be a better better uh, way to do this. It might be able to make me produce more episodes in just shorter um, you know, casts. So we'll see. But um, I hope all you guys have a blessed day. Always try to establish that relationship with God. You have to. In order for you to advance as a human race, let go of the worldly things. Put more faith in God and God will take care of you. Believe me. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do. It really is. Because I, for me... It's little by little that I'm letting go. It's little by little, not caring about worldly things. That was the that was the biggest um, deception. That that's probably one of the biggest deception that the devil has ta- uh, uh, brainwashed us with. That you have to care about finance, like money, and all this stuff. No. Put more faith. Put more faith. And God will take care of us. I truly believe that. So, like I end every show, (laughs) like I end every show, with that being said, the bar is now closed.
I can't help but wonder how wonderful this might. 